0: Welcome to tech Mobility Topics. I've discussed a number of efforts underway in recent years to remove carbon dioxide from the air. This is because that even if the world could suddenly stop emitting CO2 today, we'd still be in trouble, due to the amount that's already in the atmosphere when it comes to climate change. However, there's a move afoot to supercharge nature itself to remove carbon from the air. And if you're a regular listener that's been with us a while, you know that immediately gives me the chills and not for a good reason. Anytime you mess with nature for every action, as the saying goes, there's an opposite and equal reaction. So what are we talking about in this case? They're looking at scientists and startups working on ways to tweak natural processes that already suck up carbon to enhance their utility as a carbon sink. And they admit that these proposals come with environmental risks and measuring the benefits is a challenge. So at least they're fair in that regard. And I'll give them that. Because it scares me, you know, from everything I've heard. Well, you know, you can solve the water crisis in the West Coast by, you know, desalination and pulling, you know, millions upon millions of gallons of seawater and running it through a process. And there you go. You solved. Well, you move that much ocean water out of the ocean. What does that do for the balance of the ecology and the environment and everything else? And what are you going to do with all that wastewater? But that's another problem. Let me get back to this one. One natural process, and I am talking about an article that I saw in the Wall Street Journal back last month. One natural process that sequesters carbon is known as rock weathering, and I never thought about this. Rainwater, which is slightly acidic because it contains dissolved carbon dioxide from the atmosphere, slowly breaks down rocks, such as volcanic basalt. The process traps CO2 as bicarbonate, which eventually flows to the sea to be stored for millennia. Seattle-based Lithios Carbon is one of the several startups trying to fast track that process by spreading ground up basalt on the soil and it will take plenty of dust. Lithios wants to remove a billion tons of carbon dioxide from the air by 2030, a target that will take four billion tons of basalt, roughly half the weight of all the coal burned worldwide in 2022. And here's the problem. A billion tons sounds like a lot, and it is, but we put 40 billion tons of CO2 in the air every year globally. Hmm. So moving a billion while a big number, yeah, I'm not even sure even that would move the needle. And you need four times as much of this in order to get one, yeah, that's an energy problem because what you've got to put in, you're only getting 25% back out, and that that's an issue. Now, Lithios expects to remove about 20,000 tons of CO2 this year, working with farmers in the U.S., Brazil, Europe, and elsewhere. It pays quarry owners for the basalt dust, a mining byproduct, and then pays farmers to spread it, usually about $50 a ton. For them, the basalt dust is an alternative to the lime used on acidic soil. And this is possible because of something they call the carbon market. Frontier, an advanced market commitment, was launched last year by payment processing platform Stripe, MetaPlatforms, Alphabet, Shopify, and McKinsey to sponsor carbon renewal technologies. They're putting their money where their mouth is by putting the money up to pay for somebody to come up with processes to remove carbon from the planet, from the air, from the earth. We talked about these big air-based systems that are sucking in air to do this. And we talked about the one that is in proof of concept up in Iceland and the three companies that are actually working with all sorts of carbon sequestering. And here's a fun fact. There, are a, there is an industry that has been around for over 100 years that actually leads the planet in carbon sequestering and you'll never guess who it is. Would you believe it's the oil and gas industry? And when you believe that they use the ability to sequester carbon, pull carbon dioxide out of their systems to put back into the ground to do what? Get more oil and gas. They got more experience in doing it for the wrong reasons than everybody else trying to do it for the right reasons. Fun fact there. I'm not going to charge you extra for that. On behalf of Stripe, Frontier facilitated the purchase of 640 metric tons of carbon renewal for Lithios for $500 a tonne. Again, it's novel and it's noble, but it's still a fraction of what needs to happen. Why is there such a big deal about removing carbon that's already there? Boils down to this. Due to the Paris Climate Accords, they said, in order to keep a lid on our environment, in order to limit the severity of climate change and the damage it's causing throughout the planet, all over the world. We've gotta keep the planet from getting 1.5 degrees Celsius warmer. The problem is we're at 1.1 and we're almost to a point where we won't be able to put a candle on it. We will get away from us and we will not be able to stop it. So just removing, just coming up with processes not to do it anymore If we were maybe 20, 30 years ago, maybe, but we're here now and we don't have that much time. And that's why the big process, why the big deal about, gee, not only do we need to stop doing it going forward, but we need to find a way to pull carbon out of the air now. There's a big move afoot here in Iowa for carbon sequestering. They want to sequester it from the ethanol plants and put it in a pipeline and move it to North Dakota and put it in the ground. And there's a lot of concern because carbon dioxide being a heavier than air gas, if you do have a leak and it escapes, it could asphyxiate everybody within, you know, in the proximity of the leak. So there's some safety issues with it that people are dealing with, but there's a lot of ideas afloat and afoot. These happen to deal with nature. Let me give you another one. Would you believe we often talked about, you know, plant a tree. Plant a tree, but what they're doing now is there is a tree, and I want to get to this that actually is very efficient at pulling air out. uh, I mean, pulling carbon out of the air, and it's really, really cool. And it's the living carbon, which is another company, genetically engineered poplar trees. They're designed to store carbon in wood at a faster rate than the non-GMO counterparts. In fact. 50, these popular trees as modified grew at a rate 53% faster than their non-GMO counterparts including to a study by a company. For those of you who are concerned about ge- genetically modified anything when it comes to living organisms and these are concerned too, they claim that the trees they're developing are female and cannot cross-fertilize. But then again, remember what I said. You know, for every action there is an opposite and equal reaction particularly in nature if you're doing this to the tree and you're offsetting where it's more efficient at doing that what is the risk out in the wild right now they're doing this in a controlled situation is there a question with biodiversity does that become a problem you need got to find out we've come to the end of our show please join me again next time this has been the tech mobility show The Tech Mobility Show is a copywritten production of Tech Mobility Productions Incorporated. Any rebroadcast, retransmission, or any other use is prohibited without the written consent of Tech Mobility Productions Incorporated. Welcome to AONMeetings.com, your next video conferencing and webinar platform. Host your next virtual meeting